0: In hymns and confessions, they blessed the Lord, who did great things in Israel, and who gave them victory. The Lord, the Almighty. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. With these words in the responsory of Vespers last night, we entered into the month of October the month of the Maccabees. Every week of this month, we'll hear at matins on Sunday, lessons from the books of Maccabees. It's rather remarkable the church spends such a long time presenting us with these books. Books which speak very fittingly to the moment in the church's year in which we find ourselves. Books which speak to the church in every age which describe how in one of Israel's darkest hours, when the temple rebuilt after the exile had been profaned by compromises with the nations, Mattathias and his sons Judas, Simon, and Jonathan arose full of zeal to liberate Israel, to purify her of pagan worship, and how they achieved victory against seemingly impossible odds. If you like action and adventure, the books of Maccabees are probably the best books in the Bible. When I was a young boy, my brother and I, I remember talking about that and and whenever we would go to adoration as a family and we would be expected to read something holy or something from the sacred scriptures, my brother would always turn to the books of Maccabees. (laughs) It, It was things that stirred a young boy's imagination, tales of valor, of great deeds done for God, We are presented with the Maccabees in these months at Matins and uh, while the correlations with the masses are not always exact given the way that the Sundays fall we can certainly hear the voice of the Maccabees in the texts of the mass that were given today the introit could very well be their prayer give peace O Lord to those who wait for you so that your prophets might be found to be faithful that your prophets might be proven true hear the prayers of your servant and of your people Israel. This prayer in fact comes from the 36th chapter of Ecclesiasticus or Sirach, a book which was written right about the same time as the Maccabees were living and fighting. A prayer that we hear in fact in the canticle at the end of the third nocturne uh, of Matins every Sunday. Uh, A prayer that the church continues to place upon our lips. That prayer goes on to ask that all of the nations might know that thou art the God who looks over the world. to es Deus conspector seculorum. Thou art the God who beholds all the ages. The same prayer asks that God might fill Zion with his unspeakable majesty and fill his temple with his glory. This is the prayer of the Maccabees as they look upon the desolation of Israel and as they ask God to intervene in a wondrous way to deliver his people, to make his glory known among the nations. We'll read in the coming weeks of how God answered their prayers, of the amazing victories that were won by Judas and his brothers. But like all of Israel's other victories, like the Exodus itself, the goal of these victories is not simply liberation. The goal of these victories is worship. It's to be able to go up and rededicate, reconsecrate the temple to be able to offer an acceptable sacrifice. And so, throughout the rest of the Mass, we hear again the words of the Maccabees as they go up to purify and renew the temple. We heard in the gradual, I rejoiced when what was said to me, let us go up to the house of the Lord. This isn't just a nice suggestion that's thrown out on a Sunday afternoon. Let's go up to the house of the Lord. This is the fruit of a hard-won victory. After bloody battles in which many brave men had fought and died, they say to each other, let us go up to the house of the Lord. And the Alleluia proclaims that now that the house of the Lord has been restored, all of the nations shall fear thy name, O Lord, and all the kings of the earth thy glory. And they go up to the house of the Lord And they dedicate the altar. And so we hear in the offertory the recollection of what Moses did of old. Moses hallowed the altar to the Lord, offering holocausts and immolating victims upon it. He made an evening sacrifice unto an odor of sweetness to the Lord God in the sight of the sons of Israel. Thus Moses did of old, and thus the Maccabees do as they rededicate the temple. And we hear their words again in the communion antiphon victims and go into his courts adore the Lord adore the Lord in his holy Allah, in his holy hall in his holy temple and so the church puts on our lips throughout this mass the prayer of supplication the prayer of thanksgiving of the Maccabees as they liberate Israel and as they restore the temple but what is that to us we might say because we know that For all of his valor, Judas Maccabeus would eventually fall in battle. We'll hear that two Sundays from now. We know that the the Hasmonean kingdom, which his family established, was not the promised offspring of David. We know that before too long, this brief restoration of Israel's liberty would succumb to Roman occupation and eventually to complete annihilation as the Romans would destroy the temple, wipe out the nation, scatter them, throughout all of the lands. And yet we continue to celebrate the victories of the Maccabees because we know that, like everything that's written for us in the Scriptures, all of these things are written with a view to the definitive victory of God in Jesus Christ. In Judas Maccabeus, we see an image of our Lord coming into this world and going into battle against the powers of death and of hell in order to deliver his people who had become enslaved through their own sins to the powers of darkness. In the victory of the Maccabees against seemingly impossible odds, we see our Lord going into battle against all of the powers of this world and overcoming, overcoming by his death, we heard. Reference in the second doctrine this morning to one of the stories in the Maccabees of Eleazar who goes and attacks the great elephant on which the enemy king was riding, and he takes down the elephant and he himself is crushed beneath it. And the sermon of St. Ambrose concludes that he was buried in his own triumph. This is our Lord. Buried in his own triumph. He triumphs by his suffering upon the cross. He triumphs by going down into the grave for us, and he emerges from the grave victorious. And so we read these books of the Maccabees in the allegorical sense as books which tell us of what our Lord Jesus Christ will do to deliver his people, to restore the temple, to allow us to truly go up to the house of the Lord. But they speak not only of what our Lord did in his earthly life and in his pastoral mystery, but what he continues to do in his church. As we read them, we could say, in the moral sense, as they speak to our lives today. Because the church is always the church militant. The church, as, she, as long as she lives in this world, always is going into battle against the forces of hell. And each one of us, every day, has a battle to fight. The battle against Temptation, the battle against our thoughts, the battle against everything in us that blocks the life of grace. Like Judas Maccabeus and his brothers, we need the gift of fortitude, of courage, to face our thoughts, to face our vices, to face the temptations of each day. And we have sometimes to be ruthless with ourselves the way that the Maccabees were at times, rather ruthless with their opponents. We have to be unafraid to take on the seemingly impossible odds, the elephants that come against us, that would seem to crush us. We need, at times, this sort of courage in order to face the battles that the Christian life presents us every day. And finally, we read these books in an eschatological sense as they point to the things to come. We read them As the church's year draws to its close, and the church has very often seen in the struggles of the Maccabees the battles that the church will face in the last days the profanation of the temple, the corruption of Israel with the idolatry of the nations, but then the victory of God against seemingly impossible odds, the victory that our Lord will win, as we see presented in the Apocalypse of St. John. and through which he will perfect his church, he will build his temple, the new Jerusalem will come down down out of heaven from God. And then all of us, having fought with him in this life, having shared in the battle and in the struggle, will be able then to respond joyfully and readily to the call that we heard earlier in today's Mass. I rejoiced when it was said to me, let us go up to the house of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son,